preparing for tonight. I'll just be on the ground tonight. I was preparing for tonight, and I was seeking the Lord, and He was bringing some things up to my remembrance, and He was stirring me up along certain things, and and uh, the one, one word that kept echoing inside of me was victory, victory. And I was like, okay, what do you want me to? What do you want to do with that? And He was just He was saying that there are those here in the house that aren't having victory. There are those who aren't seeing things manifest the way they want to manifest. They're not getting the breakthrough that they are desiring, that they're going after. And I believe he wants us to walk in victory. And I believe that he's going to help us get victory in some areas uh, by just seeing things correctly, doing things the, the right way. You know, James 5, uh, 16 says, that the effectual and fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And if you think about that, it's, it's interesting because the first word's effectual. Meaning, could there be non-effectual prayers? And the answer, yeah, totally. There could be prayers that don't have any effect whatsoever. Happens all the time. I'd say most believers, when they hear about prayers being answered... It's like, that's rare. Well, a, a factual prayer avails much. You know, and then fervent, and then it's of a righteous man, which just means someone who's in right standing with the Father. So how can we be more effectual? Or you could say effective. How could our prayers be effective? And sometimes we just have to see things from the right perspective. Sometimes we're just not seeing things the way they're supposed to be. And so what that does is that translates into us doing things where, where, uh, that are just out of unbelief, speaking out of unbelief. And, you know, there's, um, there's this one time that I, I was just started going to Life Church, and uh, probably a few months in, and we were going to a prayer meeting every Sunday. They had prayer meetings every Sunday back then. This is when we were in the old building. And, uh, and Pastor Mark wasn't leading those. He had another person leading those prayer meetings. Uh, and he didn't come to every single one. Pastor Mark did. But this particular one, uh, he showed up to. And so we're having this prayer meeting. And it was customary at the end of these prayer meetings that they would go around and say, hey, did you get anything? And the, the guy that was uh, leading those prayer meetings would say, hey, did anybody get anything? And he comes to this one guy and this guy, um, he, he get, he's all frustrated. He's like, I've been coming to these prayer meetings for I don't know how many years. And, and when you see this guy pray, it looks like he's getting after it. I mean, he's on his face. And he is belting out tongues from the top of his lungs. I mean, just getting after it. And from the, from the natural, I'm like, really? You're not getting anything? It's like you're tearing it up over there, man. <laughs> Like, something's got to be doing something. And he was just frustrated. He said, I'm, I'm not, I'm not get, getting anything from the Lord. He's all frustrated. And, uh, and then this lady turns to him in the prayer meeting. He turns to him and says, well, if that's what you say, that's what you're going to get. And is she right? Totally. But it was it, what she said actually never helped him. Didn't actually help him. And so after that, I saw Pastor Mark 
after the prayer meeting, because he's in this, and he goes over and sits next to this guy. I have so much respect for Pastor Mark. He goes over and sits next to this guy, and he, he just starts encouraging him and starts quoting scripture and starts giving him encouragement on, hey, Bible says that we hear his voice, and then another we don't follow. Stir it up in yourself that I hear his voice. Come on, begin to, begin to believe. Begin to let, let, let his word, where he said he speaks to us, and that we hear him, let that, let that change what you believe on the inside. And it just totally rocked my world because all of a sudden I got it. I'm like, oh, wow. Your, your confession is a huge deal. What you say matters. What comes out of your mouth is, is life-changing. The Bible says there is life and death in the power of your tongue. And that's true. Whether you believe it or not, you're killing yourself or you're giving yourself life or you're killing your finances or giving life to your finances or whatever it might be, you are instilling life or death in, in, based on what you say. But I also have a scripture from Jesus that says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the reality is, we're not needing to change what we say as more of what we believe, as more of what's inside of our heart. What comes, what, what's inside of us, when pressure comes, when we get squeezed, that's what's coming out. And if it's a bunch of unbelief, if it's a bunch of things that are incorrect, if it's a bunch of things that we've just been taught wrong or we didn't understand correctly, guess what's going to come out of our mouth? Death. Things that cause things to die will, will come out of our mouth. And so we need to have the right things in us. We need to have what's in our heart um, be the thing that gives life, right? We need to have a life source from the inside of us. And so along the lines of getting victory, um, he was... He was, again, showing me some things in Scripture and some things that I hadn't even seen before um, earlier today and as, as he was just teaching me. And so I believe that this will help us see things from the correct perspective. You know, um, let's turn real quick to Ephesians chapter 1. Now, when I say victory, I'm kind of making this in a broad sense Meaning, you could be struggling in your finances. You could be struggling in your marriage. You could be struggling in, with something going on in your body. You, it, the struggles could be a vast variety of different problems. But knowing how to apply what the Word says to that specific thing um, starts with a very general idea, a very general concept. So, we're going to read Ephesians 1, starting verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in, in the heavenly places in Christ. Now, notice here, has blessed. Not going to bless. Past tense. Not, he is blessing you with all spiritual gifts in heavenly places, right? All spiritual blessings. He's not, it's not a present thing. It's not a future thing. This is a past tense. You have been blessed. Paul's talking to a church. Some of these people walking real tight with the Lord, some of them not. The word's the same. 
You have been blessed with how many? Every, all, same word, every and all in Greek. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Now you're saying, well, that just sounds like that's really far away. That doesn't sound like it's useful to me right now. I need those blessings right here, right now. Well, they are for here and for right now. Flip, flip the page if you've got a regular Bible, or, or do a little swipe thing on your phone if you've got an electronic one. Go to Ephesians 2, and verse 6. This kind of goes along with what Joe was just saying. Singing, I should say. All right, we're going to say it out loud. All right. <laughs> Ephesians 2, 6 says, And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Notice it's the same exact language from the previous chapter. See, God's saying, I've blessed you with all spiritual blessings, and I put them in heavenly places in Christ, and then I set you in them. Everyone say, I'm sitting in it. (laughs) I... Where are those blessings at? I'm sitting in it. Come on. He, doesn't it say that we are seated with him in heavenly places? So this isn't for the future. This isn't for someday down the road. This is right here, right now, present tense. We have already been seated right here with Christ. And so because of that, we have access to all these spiritual blessings. We have access to them. And we're not trying to get God to give them to us because my Bible says that he already has blessed us. Amen. Now, this is just a different perspective than someone who's going to God to get something. There's a time for that. Going to God to get things is not to be frowned upon. But some things, many things, what we get from the Lord, he has already placed in our possession. And you'll be like, well, I don't see those things. You can't because they're in the unseen realm. You're not supposed to see them with your natural eyes. They're in the unseen. That's where he placed them. Um, you know, there's, for, for example, doing things to get rather than doing things from having already received. You know, tithing. The old covenant version of tithing is I tithe to get blessing. The new covenant way of tithing, I've received the blessings according to Ephesians uh, 1.3, therefore I tithe. There's um, the scriptures that talk about forgive others and you will be forgiven. It, what Paul said in the, in the new covenant is, you have been forgiven, now forgive others. As Christ has forgiven you, so also forgive those who trespass against you. See the, see the difference of how there's a complete motive change. There's a complete motive. You're coming from a place of having resources, of having what you already need, and then walking, the, walking those things out, or you could say appropriating those things that you've already received, versus I'm doing something to get something. That's, that's really the Old Covenant. If you look through the Old Covenant, it says if you are obedient, if you follow all these commands, if you do all these things, all these blessings will come upon you. Well, before you were born, 
it was written that you were blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Meaning, your obedience didn't really change the fact that God already provided those things. He already did. I mean, we, we, we see it right there that Jesus was crucified and he went to the cross for our sins while we were still sinners, while we still had our nose turned up to the Lord. And so these things are a reality whether we realize them or not. These things are true whether we, whether we believe them or not. But when you start getting the right perspective of how things work in the kingdom of God, of how the realm of the Spirit actually operates, you start stepping into victory that you didn't know you already had because you already have the victory in those areas. You're not trying to do something to get victory. You are doing something because you've received the victory. The victory's already won on your behalf. When the victory's already won on your behalf, it changes how you look at things. I mean, we see this in types and shadows in the Old Testament when they would send their praise people out in front of everyone in, in battle. They'd go to battle. They'd, they'd, they'd get promised victory from the Lord if they sent their, their praisers out in the front, the front lines, the, the ones with the instruments, the ones that were praising God. Well, what did that say? I'm going to praise God because I've already got the victory. I've already got the victory. Well, you haven't fought the fight yet. It doesn't matter if I've fought the fight. It doesn't matter if I've seen the manifestations. I have a word from God. And if I have a word from God, that's all I need. And until a word from God is all you need, you will not get the victory. Let me say that again. Until a word from God is all you need, you will not walk in the victory that you're called to walk in. It's just not going to happen. We're not called to walk by sight. We're called to walk by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. The word supplies us with faith. The word gives us something to believe in. And when we see something that he has said, and we take him at face value on what that word says, no matter what it looks like, no matter how big the armies are, no matter how big the doctor's report is, no matter how big the bill is that you're facing, it really doesn't matter because I have a word from God. And when I have a word from God, I have the victory already. I have the victory already. I'm not trying to get victory anymore. If I, if I know that God has said something specific on that situation and I have a word from him, I have the victory right now. It's already been won. It's already a done deal. He spoke it. it that's the way it is. Amen. Turn with me to Romans 8. I'm just going to continue along these lines here. And we'll start in verse 32. Love this scripture. It says this, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Now, if you take out the, the two words in there, with him, it changes it to future tense. It changes it to, I'm going to receive those things freely in the future. 
But when it's with him, he gives us all these things with him. Meaning, he's already given us Jesus, right? He's already sent Jesus to the earth to live and to live a perfect life and to be our sacrifice and to redeem us and to, he's the reason we have all these spiritual blessings. You could say, well, if he gave us all these spiritual blessings, when did that happen? Well, that happened when he gave us Jesus. When Jesus, when Jesus became the sacrifice for us, when he redeemed us, when he was raised from the dead, all of a sudden, we got blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Think about that real quick. With him. If God, basically Paul's making the, making the point here that if he was willing to give you his very best, if he was willing to lay down his very best for you, wouldn't he give you all, all things freely? And really what Paul's saying is he did. He did give you all things freely with him. They came when? When Jesus came. They, came, they come with Jesus. So if I'm with Jesus and Jesus is in me, then therefore I have all spiritual blessings resting in the inside of me. And I don't, I don't need to look outwardly. I don't, need to, I don't need to try to get God to do something on my behalf. It's, it's now, I'm, I'm doing these things from the inside out. Amen. Amen. I, I, I believe this, hopefully this is helping us see things how they are. Meaning, many things that the Lord's done for us, we see ineffectual prayers where people are asking the Lord and um, coming to the Lord to get something they've already received. Now you could say, well, how come, how come they're still having this symptom? How come there is this problem that still exists in them? Well, th- what they've received is a spiritual blessing. Notice this takes, out, this takes out the argument that maybe God doesn't want to do something. It also takes out the argument where we, we, I've heard people, um, when we talk about, I'll, I've gone up to someone and said, hey, the Lord wants to heal you, and he's going he's gonna to heal you when I lay my hands on you, and you're going to walk away perfectly fine. And someone, I've had someone say, well, you just can't make the Lord do that. <laughs> and I, it's a good point if you don't understand this concept. Because I'm not making the Lord do anything. I'm actually appropriating something he did 2,000 years ago. Amen. I'm putting something into place in the here and now from 2,000 years ago. Now, how do we do that? Well, it happens by faith. Faith is the bridge from the spirit to the natural. Faith reaches, faith grabs, faith is a, it's an action word. James says that faith without action or faith without works is a dead faith. It's a dead faith. It's not real. It's not alive. It does nothing. It's ineffectual. An effectual faith does. An effectual faith reaches and grabs and says, what you've put in my account, think of it like an account. What you've placed in my account already, which would be healing, which would be prosperity. And, and you, if, you, if those are new concepts to you, 
Um, there's, we, we have lots of teaching on these, and I'd be happy to answer questions on some of these. Um, but all these things are a reality, and we have his word on it, and therefore that's where we get the belief is from, from here. He's already given these things to us. Problems with, our, with relatives and problems with our uh, relationships. Those things are, we have a word from God on those things. God is, he, he's really made a way for us to walk in victory in everything that we do. Amen. There's not one thing that he left out. He's, he's divinely prepared before you were born, before, the, before he created the foundations of the world. He created the supply that you would need to walk in victory. And so notice that this changes how we look at things, how we look at problems. You know, apathy is one of those, one of those um, things that just kills victory. It kills victory, where you just are okay with dealing with something. Oh, yeah, I got, I got this cough, but oh well, it's just a cough. Or I got this... Um, I, I got this limp, but oh well, I get by just fine. That's apathy. That's living below the standard in which the Lord Jesus paid for. Amen. I mean, he paid for it. He sacrificed himself for us to walk in fullness of victory. And if we're going to say, eh, I don't need that victory. I don't, I don't need to have this operating in my life. It's really not the big deal if I'm going to deal with this sickness or deal with this problem or whatever it may be. That is totally just like, yeah, Jesus, I know you paid for it, but I'm good. How, How dishonoring, how disrespectful, right? You know, we're, we're called to live a full life. Jesus said, I came to give life and that life abundantly to the full. He didn't mince words. He didn't say, but except for you know, all these conditions that I'm going to attach to this. No, I came to give this kind of life. I came that you would walk in victory in what you do. I came that you would prosper in your way. I came that you would have a, you'd be free from the sin, the bondage of sin. I came that you'd be free from the bondage of sickness and of injury and of disease. I came that you would walk free of those in full victory, not half, not partial, not deal with some things, and, and then hopefully, you know, you, you get a headache healed every once in a while. No, he says, this is the life I've, I've ordained for you. And, and for us, it takes us out of a place of victimization. Come on. This is, this is the world we live in where we're a bunch of victims all the time. We're, we're oh, poor us. God, why can't you do anything? God, why don't you do this? How come? We're, we're not victims. He's looking down from heaven and looking at us as fully armored and fully equipped and everything bought and purchased for us and bank accounts in heaven full, ready to be accessed for all the things that we need to be victorious. And here we are playing the victim. doesn't work. It cha- it sh- this should completely change your perspective. should completely change the way you approach the things in life. When, when you, you should walk into battles knowing you've already won. It just changes your perspective. I already know the outcome of this battle. When there's an attack, I already know the outcome. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be, I'm victorious. 
And there's just no question about it. Why? Because I have a word from God on it. And he said it. Therefore, doesn't matter what, what, I, look, what I look like, what, what the situation looks like, I have victory. I'm walking out of this higher than I walked into it. I'm going from glory to glory. We're called to do that, every single one of us. Well, you don't, you don't understand the situation. Well, God did, and he knew it ahead of time, and he already provided the answer like a long time ago. And where did he place it? He placed it in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, and this sat us down right there in it. Right there in it. We're not trying to get something that's out of reach. We're sitting in it. Amen? Amen. It's a good way to end it, I guess. <laughs> yes, sir. I'll take it. Sitting in it right there. Sermon title. Yeah, that'll, that'll get some, some looks on the podcast. All right. <laughs> Father God, I thank you, Lord, that you're helping us be victorious. That you're calling us to a, a higher way of doing things. That there, it's a way according to your spirit. It's a way according to your word. Father God, I thank you that you set up the standard in your son Jesus, that you gave him as, as an example for which we walk by and which we, which we know we've already um, come into the f- fruition of. Father God, I thank you that you're equipping us, you're causing us to mature, and that you're knitting us together. Thank you, Lord, that from this, this night forward, we see things in a new light, that we see things from the correct perspective that we're not trying to do something to get something, that we are doing something based out of already receiving it from you. And Father God, I thank you now that you're giving us the courage to step out in boldness, to step out beyond what we've known, beyond what we've believed before, and to trust you to, to, the, to even if we are looking like an idiot, even if we're going to look like, like we're, we have no idea what we're doing. Father God, when we walk, and do what you say, you always provide a way. Your word says it will not return void, that it accomplishes what it sent out to do. Father God, we thank you.